You are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast, and I am coming to you For the first time in a few months, I've been on an unexpected hiatus, but I'm happy to be on the air doing an interview with Beverly Flanagan. Beverly is from Danvers, Massachusetts, which is um, just outside of Boston, a little bit north of there, and near Salem, Massachusetts. She is an ombudsman program director for nursing homes or well, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you've what you've done in your life that you've been a healthy aging coordinator and uh you've served in the yeah. church for a number of years so tell us a little bit about well i've i have worked in health and human services now for about 50 years but most recently the past decade or 15 years as um ombudsman which mm-hmm. is basically an uh, an advocate for residents in nursing homes I've led groups uh, for healthy aging evidence-based programs around caregiver support, chronic disease self-management, and falls prevention. Um, I have volunteers that I direct in my program. And so it's been a challenge. Yeah, it's been a challenging season for you with the onset of the coronavirus and COVID-19 these yep. last six months. And- yep. Um, I think around the nation pretty much, but certainly here in Massachusetts, which was hit fairly hard, yeah. our nursing homes were hit fairly hard and have been closed to visitors since early March. Yeah. And I'm considered a visitor. I haven't been in my buildings for that length of time. So how do you serve so, the people that you work with in the home? Mainly by phone. Okay. Um, reminding certain staff to remind the residents that we're still here for them, which we are. Um, they've been using a lot more technology. We've helped them get tablets to uh, do FaceTime or whatever. Very good. Uh, so there's a lot of things going on with that, but it has been. The whole world has gone digital, right? We've all gone digital anymore. I'm thinking that in a way, thank God that we had it. The isolation for most of us would have been way more intense than we could bear without that. It's a mixed blessing in some ways, but it is still a blessing. You know, you saying that, it makes me think about a conversation I had with my stepdaughter on Saturday, because she said they were talking about her sister was going back, going to go back to school in a few weeks. And Mm -hmm. she actually had elected to go and, and attend on campus. And her mom said, yes, she needs the social interaction with other kids. And, uh, and m- m- my stepdaughter says, I don't even think I know how to talk to people anymore. She said, because all I do is my job. And she said, it's very awkward for me to talk to people outside of my family. And so I can only imagine how that's exacerbated in a situation where you don't have a lot of interaction with people who are family to you and familiar to you. So that's a place where our listeners can pray over you and, um, and those you serve. So 
And yeah. you, so you serve in the Catholic Church. Tell me a little bit about that. I know you, that's kind of been on break as well with all the yes. things going on. Well, uh, I have served as a lector in the past, which means we do the readings okay. at the service. I haven't done that lately. My husband has been a Eucharistic minister, meaning he serves communion for some 30 years. But in the past three years, we've been taking it to hospitals and nursing homes as a team, as part of a greater team from our parish. It's not just the two of us. Uh, but since COVID hit, that's close to us too. Yeah. And, um, which is hard, very hard, not just for us, but I'm sure for people within who would like to receive communion or see someone from their church. Yeah. But that's what we've been doing. Yeah. And so you mentioned your husband. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your family? And um... Okay, well, we've both been married before. He was a widow when I met him. Uh, he and his wife are high school sweethearts. Um, she had muscular dystrophy. And I think when people are young, they don't quite get the consequences of that. It is a chronic and progressive disease. And she died at the age of 48 wow. from that disease. Uh, they had two children, my stepchildren. I met them as young adults. Um, they missed their mother. So they kind of took me in fairly easily because there was a vacancy. They needed someone in that role even though they were adults, they still liked having someone in that role to talk with. I have two adult children, um, two boys. Well, they're not boys, two men. Um, they'll always be boys to me. Um, one of the, my youngest is married. He has a little boy who is six and a half. Jack's daughter has a granddaughter who is soon to be 17. Mm -hmm. And his son has a son who is 11. So we have three grandchildren, four children, two children-in-law, and three grandchildren. That's awesome. awesome. And it's wonderful. Family, you know, kind of consumes a lot of our time and energy and attention. Yeah. So, But you have a history in, in the medical field of being a nursing assistant, yeah. being a medical secretary that really contributes and lends itself to what you do now. But I want to say, yeah. Beverly, in our conversations, because you and I met kind of in happenstance. I put out a blurb that's on Facebook that said, have you ever thought about doing a radio show or hosting a podcast? And you responded, and we had a phone conversation in 2018, yeah, and yeah. we've been talking off and on ever since and mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. so I think about those conversations that we had and how much how much knowledge you have and I think about how you really are even though you're in the marketplace as an ombudsman you're a pastor to these people who are in nursing homes you're 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 providing care for people whether they know that you're a pastor mm -hmm. to them or not that that your job and your role is is in integrally built around pastoring. And as we talked a little bit ago about all of your, all of the things that you've done in the past, pastoring mm -hmm. is the common theme that I see in your story. Yeah. And uh, I think that's an that's interesting- certainly. Could be true. Yeah. I also, not, not, I also sense that my work right now is coming full circle 
because I started in direct care many times with elders. And I had a concern for elders. I worked in a community hospital back then and we would get elders from nursing homes and I would be horrified at the condition I would see. Mm -hmm. And uh, I made inquiries even then through the local council on aging and have been involved in a way with what I'm doing now, but not officially. So it almost feels like I've come a certain full circle to this point. And now as Ombudsman Program Director, though I am hoping to retire within a couple of years, um, it's kind of full circle for me. And I agree. Um, I've thought sometimes as an advocate, it's similar to being an intercessor. Yes. They have a lot of similarities. You're interceding for someone in their needs. Yeah. It could be in prayer. Or it could be in an office to an administrator or a director of nurses. They have a lot in common. You're the intermediary. You're going in between and advocating. Yep, that's a good that's a good metaphor for the kind of work that you do. And I know your faith is a big part of everything that you do. That you that you have um, that you have a storied history with the Lord. You you have. You have a story like mine where I say, I don't think that I remember a time in my life when I didn't know God existed and that Jesus was real, but it's that that coming into relationship. So why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of your background with God and and walk. Yeah, I was raised uh, by evangelicals. In fact, I was adopted by the evangelicals. Adoption is also a big part of my story, though not necessarily relevant for right now, but uh, evangelical family. Um, Church was very important. It was a big part of our life. We went Sunday morning, frequently Sunday evening, Wednesday evening, youth groups, whatever, uh, picnics, different social events. They were like family. We had family, we had church family. And even more so in a way, because it was a Swedish church and my mother was Swedish. Her parents came from Sweden mm-hmm. and were among the founding members of this church. Wow. And apparently this church spoke, everything was in Swedish until 1954. So I think it's not as Swedish as it used to be, but when I grew up, it was still plenty Swedish. Um, it was a very strong conservative church so as I came into my teen years and had certain issues and troubles, it also gave me much to rebel against, which yeah. I did. Um, nothing like getting a foundation so that you have something to beat against, you know. Yeah. Um, and in due time, um, not easily, but I would say that I had a real conversion to an adult experience of God around 20. I wouldn't call it a happy conversion, it was more of a surrender, wave the white flag, okay, okay, I'll do it, whatever, and went back into the church. was an evangelical for quite a long time. I met him. He was a patient at the hospital I worked at, but um, he did come to the church with me. I met my second husband at that church in due time. Um, he grew up evangelical. We left that city that we lived in, which was in central Massachusetts, and ended up where I'm living now, basically. And um, 
we couldn't find a church that was really healthy in our community, which was Salem, Massachusetts. Um, so we, being very interested in the history of Salem and interested in history in general, went to look at a historic building that was a church. It was an Episcopal church and we ended up becoming members and staying there for 10 years. So while at that church, I fell in love with a long tradition, a liturgy, a new understanding of the Eucharist. And in, again, in due time, I became Anglican, which is kind of an offshoot in this country of Episcopal, but more conservative. And then eventually uh, had trouble in that marriage, big trouble. Pastor intervened in the family. I uh, ended up being in a program in a different state for battered women and came to understand my situation, but also had a huge real conversion experience that the direction it took was I became Catholic in 2002. The oh, program I did, How old were you when you went to that program? 47. 47, so this was midlife. Really? Midlife crisis, midlife menopausal, whatever, yep. all wrapped up into one. Um, it was a Christian program founded by a woman who was a Baptist minister. So it wasn't that they made me Catholic. Yeah. It just happened that way. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a completely full conversion in my experience. There was before that and there was after that. There was the name of the program was the Haven of Grace, and that's when I had my conversion. So there was before Haven of Grace, and there was after. Mm. And it's almost hard for me, in some ways, to see myself as the same person. Yeah. So I have the memories of that other person. I carry those memories, but I'm not the same person. It yeah. was that much of a conversion. Wow. So tell so, me who, who Jesus is to you in light of that conversion. Like who Jesus is to me? Yeah. Because I know you I know you to be a woman who has a deep personal connection with him, just from our conversations yeah. and so well, as part of my conversion, and I may have not really got into this with you, I had certain visions, I had conversations. Mm -hmm. I felt strongly and still do that he is really present in the Eucharist when we are able to receive it. Wow. It keeps you physically and spiritually connected. It's physical, which he kind of offers as a mercy to us because we're still physical, right? but it is a spiritual reality. It's more real than physical or spiritual. There's nothing more real than God in the Trinity. There's nothing more real than Jesus. That's right. Um, so I think that covers my relationship in some sense. It's an interesting relationship because he's so sublime and so far different from us my, or from me. And yet he's right there. The best friend you're ever going to have. <laughs> I love that. Right um, so I have been profoundly affected by my understanding of Trinity within Catholic terms. Um, it's just 
grounded my reality, my perspective, my way of perceiving anything that I look at. I'm still very ecumenical. I'm probably more ecumenical than many Catholics are going to meet, but I am profoundly Catholic at this point and still learning. I don't know everything about my tradition. Still right. learning. Um, as it happened, um, and part of the whole story, I guess, was that shortly after becoming Catholic, I decided to research and look into getting an element of my marriages. It wasn't that I wanted to get married again, because I did not care to even think about dating, never mind getting married again. But my thought was, if civil ties, legal ties, financial ties have been cut, if there are spiritual ties remaining that could be cut, I want that to happen. So it's rather a long process. It involved witness statements, depositions. It was a lot of work on my part. It was good I'd had counseling all around it before, during and after because it's an intense experience. But ultimately I did get the marriages annulled, which was interesting because Ultimately, I did meet a Catholic man, cradle Catholic man, and was able and free to enter into a fully free and sacramental marriage with him. We had one stipulation, or I did, that if I did seek remarriage after that annulment, that we had to go to the bishop of that diocese to get permission to, to marry, which we did. And he, and he blessed that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you've been married sort of, 13 years, 13 years, 12 years, 12, 12 and a half years, just about. Yep. Yeah, 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 you said 12, and I still put 13 in there. So, um, <laughs> well, so, hopefully, we'll have many more good years together. Absolutely. Uh, certainly, been ups and downs and some really tough times, but um, something about understanding marriage as a sacrament sacrament being something that gives you the grace to proceed with the things in life that you're going to get so you can actually fulfill the vows that you made with Jesus part of that partnership. Um, it's just a different understanding than I had before. And I was Christian before. I, it's still a different understanding of what I've taken on than before. Seems like it's taken you deeper into your relationship with God as you deepened your understanding. Yes. So that's beautiful. Yes. So the reason we're doing this show is because we, we, we really want to talk about something very exciting that's happening on Thursday this week. And that is the launch of your new podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. And um, I'm just going to say it out loud because it's just my heart that this podcast network exists to equip and empower the voices of women who are living their lives, what I say is blooming alive, which means just living in the fullness of who God is in you, really. Yes. And so um, tell us a little bit about the name of your show, the premise of your show, and, and why it is that, that you feel like in this season of your life, you want to speak to women about, uh, about the seasons of life that they're going to be. Uh, as you alluded, uh, the podcast is called In All Seasons. Its um, tagline, if you will, is Living Wisely, Aging Well. 
uh, I will always say it's for women like me mm-hmm. who love the Lord in the second half of life. I think that once you're empty nest, maybe postmenopausal, you might be in a sandwich between maybe still having kids at home or raising grandchildren and having to help with care of perhaps aging parents, aunt, uncle, whatever. Um, it may be that you just don't know exactly where you fit in with things and there are practical skills that I can talk about with people. I've lived through them, uh, both for work and not for work. Uh, uh, spent been a caregiver years, myself. Yeah, you spent years taking care of your mother as she grew yeah. older and until yes. she died, right? Yes, and, I did. How long ago was that for you? Eleven and a half years ago. Okay. So she died. Uh, and that was my adoptive mother. And not to get too far afield here, but I did search for and meet my birth mother and had a 20-year relationship with her. Oh. And then she also, and siblings, I got six siblings that I hadn't known about in the process. And she moved to the state of Massachusetts from where she was. And she got cancer. She had multiple cancers. She decided to go on hospice. So we took care of her too. So I was involved. I wasn't the only caregiver like I was with my adoptive mother but I was um, a big part of that process. And uh, in many ways, because of my background, mm-hmm. I was made like the spokesperson or advocate for what she wanted. Right up from when she said she wanted to stop treatment and go on hospice, which caused some shock waves in the family. Yeah. But she understood what that meant. Uh, so I've done it for a few people, including close people. So the podcast is about, I would say, God's grace that we can access, that we have access to in every season of life. So the season I'm going to focus on is autumn and winter, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, My interest in it is not just that I work with elders, but I'm becoming an elder myself. I'm now in my 60s. I'm in autumn, at least. And these are the issues that I need to look at personally, not just helping clients with them. So they're practical issues about um, living with a chronic illness, caregiving for someone, um, preparing for death leaving a legacy. Those are just among the topics. I know there are others. Yeah. But they're practical. They all have a spiritual basis. Yeah. Um, I've already listened. At least the reasons that we are going to do these things the way that we as Christians are going to do them is because of our foundation in the Lord. So we're not just leaving money as a legacy. If we have it, that's fine. But there's other legacy that we can be intentional about. And now's the time to consider what that might be. Mm -hmm. Um, So retirement is one of my topics. Preparing for it and what does that mean? I uh, really see that not as taking off from life, but Mm -hmm. getting a new purpose, perhaps a different focus. Yeah. Uh, So it's, it's all very practical, at least this particular series is practical.
I just want to affirm that though, because I've listened to several of the episodes that you've sent me. Very practical, very scripture based. They're there that she includes scripture. She talks about biblical principles. Um, one of the things that she encourages me about is thinking forward into the future, not just living in the season I'm in now, but thinking about what's coming and how to prepare for that and how to be ready for those those next days, if you will. And the other thing is, is, is we've had conversations about what's next for her after retirement. And I don't want to go into that, but I just want to say that we're not done just because we've reached right. a certain age or we're eligible for social security and we now get the pension. We're, we're not finished living our lives yet. And that's one of the things that I love about Beverly is that, that she's not slowing down. She's just shifting gears and, and you know, she's, she's, she may be pulling back from, from her work career, but she's pressing fully into what the next season is and what it looks like for her. And she has some dreams around that. that. That includes as an older woman, how we can help the generations coming behind us, especially younger women. Yes. I, uh, it's got to be tough to be a younger woman, Absolutely. to have her family now. Very confusing. It was confusing before COVID. It's even worse probably now. But I agree. I think that we have something to offer the younger generations That's in terms of stability, experience. Not that we need to you know, beat anyone over the head, but we can be available yeah women. loving them just just loving yeah. them where they are you know i was sharing that story about the young girl that i mentor and yeah. how that has become more of a mother-daughter relationship for the two of us to the point that she's trusting me with some very specific things in her life and and trusting me with her children i take care of them from time to time and so you know there we, we just don't have a compass for how many women out there younger than us, older than us, who don't have those spiritual connections that they need to be and skilled. Especially the spiritual aspect. They yeah. may have relationship that may be secular. Their own family may be secular. But as spiritual mothers, grandmothers, aunts, whatever, we have something that we can offer younger right. women. That's also important. It's funny that you bring that up because I've been in Titus II ministry since I was 35 years old, but the weird thing was everybody was older than me most of the time. And so I, I remember having a very distinct conversation about Titus II with God and reading the scriptures and going, God, this is not Titus II ministry. It doesn't fit the definition. And he was, and he was kind of like saying, age is just a number, baby. You have maturity and you have wisdom that these women need to grab a hold of. You have a passion that these women need to grab a hold of, and you need to be willing to put it out there so that they can step into what I have for them. And that's what I hear you saying about. Uh, well, that's another kind of younger. Uh huh. Yep. It's not just the younger in age, but I mean, baby boomers as a whole yeah. may not be that, or they might not be. What do they say? They're spiritual, but not religious. <laughs> they don't have a church. They don't have a, and it's a fuzzy kind of faith system. If it's any faith system, yeah. they're still younger. Yeah. And as peer to peer, that's another kind of um, mentoring 
relationship that we can take on. Absolutely. And so I think the thing is that you just can't disqualify yourself. You know, like right. you've in your story, you were divorced. You went through some very hard things that required you to go get some extra help. You went through, you know, remarriage and annulment and all these things in the church, but you never allowed any of those experiences to disqualify you from pursuing all that God has for you in your career, in your life, with your husband, with your family. And I just think that's a beautiful picture of what you have to offer the, the women who will be tuning in to In All Seasons and learning how to live wise and age well. Yes. Well, I, I hope so. I, I thank you for that, saying that. But in my humble opinion, that wasn't all me. Yeah, no. So most of it really wasn't me because there were many times I would have been very happy to give up. Yeah. Very happy. But thank goodness you gave up when you were 20 because that was the most significant. It was, at least enough to, it was at least enough to go more on a writer path than I was on. Yeah. Because if you had not surrendered when you were 20, you might have still persisted. And Oh, and I would be dead. I would be dead by now. So that's, that's my story that. too. Yep, that's my story too. I would have been dead if I had not found yep. a place to serve yep. to God. And so, well, is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners today? Well, I just hope that um, people will join me, women, join me. Check it out. Um, there will be, like I have said, different topics, practical topics that will be tied to, to scripture into our walk in this life and I look for feedback. I welcome feedback, however that's possible to do. And um, I just look forward to getting started. Yeah. Hardly wait. So, I'm coming. <laughs> that's exactly right. Cause we've been working on this for two years and longer than uh, that. A little detour, a lot of little detours <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Here we are. So the way that they can, they can find you right now is to tune into Blooming Inspired Network. Our website okay. is bloominginspirednetwork.com. They just click the podcast link at the top of the page. Click the link for In All Seasons. That will be the first time it will be up. It will be Thursday. Um, anytime on Thursday, they can tune in to that. And that okay. is August 13th. And so um, that's here in the U.S. It may be the 14th around the world. But um, <laughs> Anyway, we do have, I have international listeners and I know you'll pick up some as well. So that's a pretty exciting thing. Really do tune in and hear what Beverly has to offer because she has a wealth of wisdom and insight. And we know that wisdom comes from God. We're believers in Christ. Absolutely. And we know that Absolutely. our wisdom comes from God, but her experiences have allowed her to tap into his wisdom, to share practical, real truths both from scripture and life experience that will help you as you make decisions about what comes next in your life as well. And while her target audience is women who are in, in kind of what that last leg of the journey where they, they're, they've moved beyond mm -hmm. raising a family and, and they're moving towards retirement and they're moving towards what comes in those elder years, there's going to be wisdom for young women because she speaks to women's identity in her podcast. Yep. There's going yep. to be things 
for, for women who are raising children because I know she's going to be talking about her life experience as a mom and as a grandmother. And so these things are, as she, the legacy piece is huge. If I had started thinking about what my legacy was when I was 20, how much different would my children's experience have been? How much different would it be yeah. now? So, so I just want to encourage you, don't let the numbers again, that age is just a number. Don't let the difference in seasons keep you from tuning in and hearing what Beverly has to offer. So again, that's in all seasons, living wisely and aging well. Begin airing that show on our Blooming Inspired Podcast Network on Thursday, August 13th. And if you would like to reach out to Beverly right now and, and just let her know that you've heard this show, you can put a comment on the post on Facebook. Our Facebook at Blooming Inspired is facebook.com forward slash blooming inspired or you can use our contact uh, button and just put in all seasons in the heading for the email and then i will forward those to beverly but we will yeah. find a way uh, we were we are finding our way together and and i'm helping her and i'll just tell you that if you came on and you started doing a podcast with me the only thing we're focused on as we get the show launched is getting you comfortable talking behind the microphone and producing shows. So we are going to work on websites. We are going to work on pages. We are going to work on ways for you to connect with her. And, um, and, and those things are going to be coming down the road and in the not so distant future. But right now we want you to connect to what she's saying and what she's saying has great value. And so with that said, we're going to close out the show for today. And I'm going to thank Beverly for being on. Um, Beverly, would you like to pray for our listeners? Sure. And thank you for having me. And thank you for helping me get to this point. Oh, you're so welcome. This is my joy. This is my purpose in life. I love being able to give away my platform and let other people, um, let other people be heard and seen because God has, a great plan and a great purpose for every individual person. And, uh, and so I, I see that in you and I'm just grateful to be able to serve you this way. So would you mind praying for our, our folks as we close out the show? Lord God, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for Michelle and her gifts and blooming inspired network for the opportunities for women to speak to learn, to connect. We ask your blessings on the network and on this podcast and on all the listeners to all the podcasts offered and all those that will be offered someday. And um, just to ask you to be with us as we go forward in the next days and weeks ahead, uh, that you guide us, direct us, and bring us to exactly where you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen to that. Well, tune in Thursday. Let's check out Beverly. I also want to remind you that we do have Accidental Hope going out every Wednesday. Um, Jennifer Eichenhorst does a really great job. Yes, ma'am. That is an awesome podcast. Yeah. So worth listening to. Yeah. She, Jennifer it's an, is it's an unusual. One. It's yeah. an unusual foundation topic, but... It's broader than it seems. She's awesome in her yeah. personality, her presentation. She's got such a heart for people. Watch it, listen, whatever. 
Yes, because she is bold and she is delivering a message of hope every show and she has incredible guests on her show almost every week. So do check that out and, and listen to what she's sharing. She is at facebook.com forward slash accidental hope and uh, all Blooming Inspired Network podcasts are available on Apple and Google Play, which I think is going to fix and to switch to Google Podcasts. And um, I have some exciting news that Beverly doesn't even know about, and that is that I got a, I, I got an opportunity possibly to get us out on another venue. So be listening for the opportunities to find ways to get these shows to populate on your smart devices, because then you don't have to go look for us. It, and if you're listening to us on Apple and Google, just take a moment and give us a review. That helps to get us out there. And so other people can can learn about what we're doing and, and hear our, our, what we have to share, because we really feel like we're delivering the messages the Lord is giving us. And um, so with that said, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Blooming Inspired podcast today and we will be back next week with something new and exciting god has been talking all summer and i've just been taking notes listening and resting with him and i'm excited to start bringing a fresh word each week thank you so much and we will see you next week you have been listening to the blooming inspired podcast on the blooming inspired podcast network this show airs on tuesdays bringing you inspiring guests and thought-provoking conversations about what it means to be a woman walking in the kingdom of God, living your life, blooming alive. For more information about this podcast, its network, or the ministries of Blooming Inspired Network, please visit bloominginspirednetwork.com and click the podcast link at the top of the page.